Welcome to the Unfiltered Faith Podcast, a podcast where we have discussions and tell stories about faith. This week's episode, we are telling the story of Chelsea Waruntu. Chelsea's story is a story of the academic struggle, trying to find your purpose, dealing with depression and anxiety, falling into despair, and then coming out on the other side. I really feel like you are going to be blessed by her story. Um, I think she touches on a lot of themes that most of us can relate to, uh, and I think it will be very encouraging for you. So, that being said, without further ado, here is the unfiltered story of Chelsea Wawaruntu. I'm Chelsea Ernina Wawaruntu, and I'm 23 years old. I am Indonesian, and my parents are Indonesian, obviously, and it's a strict Asian family, like the stereotype Asian family that you see on the movies and the TV shows, kind of like that. My mom wasn't a tiger mom, but it was definitely a very strict household, and you had to get A's, and you weren't allowed to go out, and then on top of that, we were Adventists as well, so it's an Asian Adventist family. My upbringing was sheltered in a way. I went to public school, but I was always kept inside the home. It was very rare that I was allowed to go hang out with people. And I think it was um, only in my high school years that I was able to hang out with a little more people. I guess I was just older and so they trusted me more. But when I was younger, yeah, it was just my, my parents were known to be the strictest parents in the church. Um, for Saturday nights, hanging out with the youth, I always had a curfew. Um, their version of Grounded was really like, I don't know, taking away my book because <laughs> that was all I had, really. I had like one hour of TV a day. Yeah, yeah, so I had a nook. And I, I read a lot. I wasn't, I didn't, I had access to a TV and I had access to a computer, but I was restricted on the time. And so I just loved reading. And I came to the point, I remember, where I was supposed to be doing my laundry and folding, but I didn't. And it took me like five hours to fold my laundry because I was just reading my nook. And so they took away my nook. <laughs> they had very high expectations. Um... All my cousins pursued a career in the medical field. Um, my parents weren't in the medical field per se, but they picked up their whole lives from Indonesia and moved here so that my sister and I could have a good career, a stable career. And so it was only right that I had to pursue a medical career. And to be honest, I didn't really know any others. My parents worked factory jobs, and they always told me they didn't want us to work factory jobs and so the next best thing that was a stable job and saving lives and impacting people in a Christian loving way was to be a doctor. So after I graduated high school I went to Kettering College. It's in Ohio and it's a medical-based school. Um, my first year my first year 
at that school was interesting. It was really interesting to say the least. Um, I I think I had fun. I <laughs> I, um, I blocked out a lot of my undergrad, but I think I had fun my first year because it, you just started college, you know. And I grew up in a very strict home, so I was really excited to leave home um, and be out on my own since that was the first time that it ever happened. Um, but it was fine. I did fine in school. I had my group of people. And at the end of freshman year, I was like, yeah, this is going to be hard, but it still sounds like something that I want to do. It was my second year of undergrad, and I remember it vividly. Um, I don't necessarily remember, like, the turning point, but I remember this vividly. Um, my first semester of, sec- of second year, which is when you go into organic chemistry and physics, and everyone knows, like, organic chemistry is basically what makes you or breaks you. If you enjoy it and you pass successfully with flying colors, great, this is the field that you're in. And it was just that running joke, and if you didn't, you should definitely reconsider. <laughs> um and I had fun. I actually like really, really like learning about science up until now, even. Um, but I remember, I don't necessarily know what triggered it. I think I was just really stressed out and I wasn't enjoying my studies anymore. I was just resenting it and I wasn't happy. And being. by this time, um, I had a blog from high school. It was first a Tumblr and then it grew and people were like, you should make a blog. So I made a blog. And that gave me such joy. And over my first semester of of second year, um, that passion of the blog took over the passion of my career, of like my desire to be a doctor. And so at that point, I was like, okay, maybe I could do something with this and I could find a degree with this since I'm just not happy anymore. And it was just a switch. It was, I just wasn't happy. And I remember telling my parents, and I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't want to do this. And I told them, like, I could still be in the healthcare field. That's fine. I wanted to kind of negotiate with them. And I told them that there is a bachelor's degree at my school for a healthcare administration. And I had an interest in business. And since this was still healthcare, I thought it was like where we could compromise. And I remember getting the papers set up and everything and the day that I just was supposed to hand the papers um, I got all my signatures and I was going to hand in my papers it was the same day that I had my organic chemistry test and that same day I remember waking up to calls from my dad and when I missed that call I had my phone um, so I looked at my phone and I saw seven missed calls all in a row So I just had a feeling I knew that I wasn't going to leave this career. Um, so I called him. We talked. He was really upset. And he's like, no, you, you can't. You're going to stay here. You're not going to change majors. Um, oh, <laughs> it just makes me so sad thinking about it.
I was livid and I was devastated. I just remember like, like I got up, went to class and I just didn't, I hated everything. I hated everyone. Um, and at that point, I remember just like feeling like my dreams were crushed, even though I wasn't sure what my dreams were anymore. I just knew like I couldn't get out. Mind you, I had an organic chemistry test that day. And with organic chemistry, you there's no amount of time of studying that can like satisfy you to confidently walk in and be like, I got this. And so I remember getting the papers for the test and it's all quiet. Um, and I remember just looking down at the paper and waiting for the professor to leave <laughs> because he, he comes in and out um, when it's test time. So I was waiting for him to leave so I could just hand the paper back into the front table and then leave too because basically like all I had was my name on that piece of test, piece of paper. I couldn't do it. I blanked. Nothing worked. I just... I just wanted to hand it in and just get that day over with. And so I remember doing that and I remember waiting just at the right time. He left. So I got up really quickly, put my put my um, paper and my test on his desk and then ran out the door. And basically once I turned out the hallway, he was running towards me through the other side, like opposite of me, and just running to catch up with me. Um, and I remember when he just like looked at me, he said, what's going on? And I just cried. I just burst into tears. And this is a small school. So, <laughs> and by a small school, I mean like not only in population, but also in like, like the building, the space. And so we sat down in front of the stairwell. And so everyone was walking in and out. And I just remember bawling. And I remember saying like, I'm just so unhappy. I'm just so depressed. And I hate everything that I'm doing. Um... And I just didn't get it. So thankfully, he was really nice. He was like, you know what? We're just going to avoid this test. Um, so your exam score is just going to be, it just won't count this test. So I remember that was really nice of him, but I just, I just didn't want to do it anymore. At that point in time, I didn't know I just knew that I didn't want to be in the healthcare field. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to endure classes that I hated. Because even though I liked studying, I liked science, I didn't like, <laughs> I don't like being under a microscope for it and being ranked about, being ranked based off of that on whether or not like you're going to be able to go into med school. I guess it doesn't really make sense, but I just knew it wasn't for me and I didn't want to pursue it anymore. So throughout my undergrad journey, it was a huge roller coaster and the one thing that stayed consistent throughout the whole 4 years was my depression. because I was just so angry and I was so upset and at certain times I was just numb. I would fail a test and I was just numb or I would ace a test and I was numb. Um, I was a very extrovert person. <laughs> I used to be so extroverted and this makes me sad sometimes, but I used to just put myself out there. I didn't really care what other people were thinking 
um, I was very extroverted and over the years I just became really, really introverted and I started isolating myself. And I also remember once or twice, maybe I guess 10 times, um, that I just walked outside at night and just wishing, <laughs> wishing a change would happen, even if that meant like getting hit by a car. Um, yeah, I was just like, I don't care if I got hit right now, I really didn't care. My program started out with about 20 people my freshman year. This program was so hard that by my sophomore year, there was about 12 of us. By my junior year, there was three of us. And by my senior year, there was two of us. And out of that two, I was the only one out of the original freshmen. The other person transferred in sophomore year. So it was hard, and I feel like I sh should have gotten a lot more credit for just staying on there, enduring the professors, enduring the coursework, enduring the pressure and the stress. Like, I was so proud of myself to always, to just have gone that far. So when it came to applying for med school, PA school, and dental school, I wanted to make sure I did give it all that I had. I didn't want to say that it wasn't me. And with med school, well, really any school, you're supposed to get your recommendations in, right? And when it comes to recommendations, my school, with my program, the human biology degree, you're required to get a committee letter, a committee recommendation, which consisted of all the professors that you had. There's no way out of that. And with recommendations, you always want to ask in advance because you want to leave enough time for your professors to write that recommendation letter. I emailed the head of the department, um, or head of the program, and I told them that I was applying and I needed the recommendation. And I got crickets. I didn't hear back, and I was just like, okay, maybe, like, I know they got it, and we'll just figure it out later. Um, so before that, my PA, um, application is due, was due, I remember like either late September. Yeah, I think it was late September or mid October. Whereas the med school application isn't usually due until like December or January. So I applied to the PA and I was waiting for the recommendation letter because that was all I needed to do. And I remember asking them for it, asking my advisor, asking the head of the department, asking the head of the program, and they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so first day of school, my senior year, I met up with the head of the department and asked him, hey, I got, I sent you a recommendation letter request. Did you get that? And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then a few days later went by um, and we caught each other on the stairs and he was like, Chelsea, can we actually meet tomorrow? It's about your uh, interview or your application. I think he said application. 
So by the time we met up at this, at their office, it was one day before the PA deadline was due. Like, I needed it to get in. And so we met at their office. So it was the head of the department, and it was the head of the human biology, well, he was the head of the human biology program and then the head of the science department. And they sat me down <laughs> um, and they handed me the manila little folder thing and my transcript was on there. And they told me that they they did not want to give me a recommendation letter. Um, and I remember trying to stay as professional as possible. They, I remember them saying <laughs> that they couldn't. I remember them telling me that they could write me a recommendation letter saying that they, at this time they can't, which I thought was so stupid. I thought that was just like, might as well not. That's just dumb. Um, but I was just angry because I don't think it was my dreams that were crushed. I think I was angry because my parents gave their all for me to just get that far. Um, my parents and I, like, we just paid so much money to send in our application. Like, my application was in for all the schools that I applied to. All I needed was a stupid recommendation letter. And if, if you guys have heard of, like, if you know of, like, the cost to apply, it's, like, hundreds, hundreds. On top of that, the MCAT, the GRE, and the DAT, they were each like an average of $350, $400 each alone to take. So I'd already spent over $2,000 to just apply. And I just remember being so pissed and livid because it was like, I'm a college student. My parents live factory jobs. We could have used that money for something else. Like if they knew that they wouldn't have given me a recommendation letter. They should have told me at the end of my junior year. Rather than putting me through that heartbreak and putting me through a false sense of hope. Yeah. And so after that, I just didn't care. My senior year, I just coasted enough. And I didn't care. As I was coasting, that's that last semester, I was just coasting. And the last week of school, I was taking classes that I absolutely hated and were way too hard um, and should have never been paired together, but I just had to. And that last day, the last day, of the whole semester, 
I was I'm scheduled to graduate like my whole four years this was the day that I was so excited for and my parents were so excited for and I remember my parents were so excited coming down and I remember my aunt and uncle they came from Indonesia because they wanted to see and I remember taking the last test and just failing it I failed a test which led me to fail the class and they just didn't let me walk And I just remember being even more angry and just so confused as to how this could happen and why this could happen because other schools were able to, like they would have let me walk if I was in that school, like other schools, other after schools, they let people walk even if they failed because parents were already coming. I only had that class. That was the one class that I just didn't pass. And they told me I couldn't walk. I appealed, and they told me I couldn't walk still. And I just remember being so sad. I still am, but still so angry. I'm just so terrified to tell my parents. I had to finish that class up in my state school. So I was living in New Hampshire. My family was living in New Hampshire at that time. So I finished that one class up, which was biochemistry at University of New Hampshire. And I passed. (laughs) I passed with an A minus. And it was an accelerated course. And so I was so happy. I got my diploma. And I decided to pursue a master's in communications. I just wanted to explore the world of marketing and communications. I freelance as a social media manager, social media expert. I taught myself all there was to know about social media. I was so engulfed in it. And I just I just put myself in situations where I could get these opportunities. Um, and it was really fun. I, that was my passion. I loved it. I loved working with brands and businesses and telling them how they can market to their audience using social media. And I loved growing my brand. I loved growing my Instagram. And it was just really, really fun. And it was a breath of fresh air compared to my last four years. So about almost two years ago, I decided that I just wanted to pursue social media 
marketing and entrepreneurship and I did it <laughs> and it's been a journey it's been hard and stressful and it's a roller coaster but it's a satisfying journey because it's what I love to do no one's telling me that I'm not good at it no one's telling me that they can't give me a recommendation or whatever whatever like I just I grew it I built it and I'm really really happy I still feel it I still feel depressed sometimes I still feel anxious sometimes um an internal goal that I have for myself going forward is I want to say overcome anxiety but I think the root of it is just to lean into God in the process I don't think anxiety is a mental health issue and I don't think like to just say to overcome it it's not as easy as that but saying to lean into God that's I just feel like it's easier you know just to say just to accept that God loves me and knows my heart and knows what would make me happy and knows what would fulfill me I just want to lean into that and that's my internal goal is lean on to God in every single way that I can and that includes my anxiety and that includes my depression and just holding on to the hope and the love that God has for me an external goal um <laughs> man I I just want to I really want to grow she's chosen and it's this ministry that a friend and I started to just empower young women I don't want other women to go through what I went through. And if they do, I don't want them to go through it alone. I want them to know that there's a safe space for them to just cry about it. There's people that's going to back them up. And I don't want young women who go through these things, who feel this pressure, who feel anxiety and who feels depression and who just goes through it feels like that it's just hopeless. I don't want them to walk out at night wanting to get hit by a car. I just want them to know that there's a movement of other young women willing to build them up. So my external goal is just to grow that and just to spread the love for other young women. Today, Chelsea has a business, her own business, uh, which is entitled Face Society, standing for female Asian creators and entrepreneurs. And she's doing what she loves. Thank you for listening. Hope you were blessed. If you have enjoyed this podcast so far, I have great news for you. Uh, starting Monday, we will be posting short devotional talks on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. In addition to our bi-weekly stories that will be posted on every other Friday. So... This is great for you if you're anything like me, busy, but still need a good word throughout your day. So I encourage you to subscribe to us so you won't miss out. Also, we would love for you to leave us a review. It, it really, really, really helps. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back on Monday. God bless.